This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Good morning, friends of Radio Church. It's good to be with you on this Sunday morning. I'm Donald Phillips of the Dunedin Methodist Parish, and it's my pleasure to be talking with you again. And we come to worship together. The work of the Creator is visible, and we respond with praise. The example of Jesus is challenging, and we respond with obedience. The wind of the Spirit is blowing, and we respond with joy. The Word of God is calling, and we worship in spirit and in truth. And our first hymn, it's a morning hymn, a favourite old morning hymn, When Morning Gills the Skies. It's from an album of hymns sung by the choir of St John's College, Cambridge, conducted by George Guest. Thank you. 
Let's pray. O God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, we thank you that we may be together, yet apart, to hear your word of life and hope. We are all equal before you, and you know our lives in their deepest recesses. You have not forgotten us, you love us. Again and again you fill the empty hands that we stretch out to you. Through the suffering and death of your Son, we, you take our darkness and fear in order that we might know light and joy. O oh God, we rejoice in our community. We confess it is fragile, but we know it is of value. We confess it is hard work, but it is for you and for others. We give thanks for the hope we have and the wholeness that we build through Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to read from Mark's Gospel, one of the most familiar and telling stories of the whole of Jesus' ministry, from Mark chapter 10, verse 17. Jesus was setting out on a journey when a man ran up, knelt before him, and put this question to him. Good master... What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You must not kill, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not bring false witness, you must not defraud. Honour your father and mother. And he said to him, Master, I have kept all these from my earliest days. Jesus looked steadily at him and loved him, and he said, There is one thing you lack. Go and sell everything you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But his face fell at these words, and he went away sad, for he was a man of great wealth. And another hymn, this time from a track, uh, an album called The Hymn Makers, and it's sung by the St. Michael's Singers in Coventry, Jesus Shall Reign Where'er the Sun.
But when the young man heard these words, he went away sad, for he was a man of great wealth. In the name of God. Amen. Here's another story. There was once a man named Melvin who was employed in a major accounting firm in one of the great cities of the world. He had spent his entire working life there. Didn't have a senior job. He never aspired to one. But he had been a faithful servant and was now reaching the end of his career and was looking forward to his retirement. If he didn't seem ambitious to his workmates, he didn't worry, for he had another career of which he they knew nothing. Every evening when he went home, he would take off his suit coat, put on a special jacket, go out into the garden, and there he became Melvin, the budgeriger expert. He was an expert. He had studied these birds for 30 years. He bred them. He knew much, as much about them as anyone. In the presence of his budgies, he was a transformed man. He had read every book about them that he could lay his hands on. He had compiled voluminous notes from his studies. He was putting together the definitive work on them. It was to be published on his retirement. He thought hard and long about title. He thought about its reception by those who knew. It was to be the last word. And it was this that kept him going amidst all the drudgery of office routine. But when there was a moment to spare, he had let his mind wander away from the annual accounts of, to his aviaries and his birds. He might smile even on such occasions, a superior sort of smile, a sense of being superior to all his colleagues, for he was Melvin, the expert on budgerigas. There was no one like him in the office, if they only knew. When he retired and his book was published, he was going to travel the world at the invitation of the international budgeriga community. He would be invited to make speeches. He would receive honours. And then, almost unexpectedly, the day of his retirement came. There was a party in his honour, nice things were said about him. He received the standard presentation for someone who had worked as long as he had. He went home, took out his well-thumbed manuscript, read it through, and went out and sold all his 47 budgies for just under $100. Why would Melvin do such a thing? After all, the book was his hope, his security for his future. Not in terms of money, because, but because it would have given him the friendship and respect among those he knew. Why did Melden do such an impulsive thing after so many years of careful planning? 
Was it to escape the danger that threatens every one of us, the danger of being so consumed by our own passion, our own specialty, when our single-mindedness leaves no space for what is really important? When that ruling passion takes over the whole of our lives and we have no time for anything or anyone else. The Gospel story is all about this. Matthew and Mark and Luke all tell it in the same way. It must have been a memorable encounter. A rich young man, maybe from a great family, comes to Jesus with a question. It's a question to do with values, what's really important to him. Something which is not satisfied. So he takes the risk of publicly going to see this preacher from Galilee. He's a good young man, brought up to be religious. He's orthodox in his beliefs. He's kept the law. Jesus doesn't doubt his sincerity for a moment. But Jesus also recognises that deeper question, the one the young man is loath to ask himself. So Jesus asks it for him. He puts it to him that the thing he wants most of all, what he calls eternal life, is to be found through renunciation, through giving up an overmastering passion for wealth. The young man didn't want to hear that. He had hoped, had he really, that there might be some other way into the presence of God. And he was unable to answer Jesus' challenge. His sadness when he went away must have been real. And Jesus was sad, too. He had sensed the knife edge on which that young man's hopes stood. But the cost of discipleship was too much for him. Hardly another character that Jesus met as he travelled comes across so immediately, so poignantly as that young man with his question. Jesus comes into our lives like that with a question but with compassion and with a love that reaches out to strengthen. But there is a cost to let go of our security for the prize of eternal life. Amen. And we continue as we pray our prayers for others.
God, our Redeemer, the story of your love makes us realize that there are many others who need your help and your grace. So we bring these prayers to you. For those who suffer pain and for those whose loneliness is soul-destroying, for those whose minds are disturbed and for those who live lives of quiet despair, for those who have not had the opportunity to realise their potential, for those who are satisfied with something less than the life for which they were made. For those who know their guilt, their shallowness, their need, but do not know of Jesus. For those who know that they must shortly die. And for those who cannot wait to die. Gracious God, your Son has taken away all our sufferings upon himself and has transformed them. Help us to offer these prayers to take the sufferings of others upon ourselves and so by your grace become the agents of your transforming love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And in these COVID times, let us think in a moment of silence of all those who live lives of uncertainty. And so we pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And our last hymn, this time sung by the choir of King's College, Cambridge. Love divine, all loves excelling.
Dear God, put our feet on the road that leads to the horizons of your unfolding future. The future to which the Spirit draws us and from which the crucified and risen one comes to meet us. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and fellowship in the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore. Amen. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.